say, yo, this is the, uh, this is the Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, uh, episode of the work rate podcast. Um, I am Mike Fenn. This is Brad Hartcastle, and we're going to talk about AEW. What's going on, everybody? I'm extremely full and tired from all the festivities today, but I'm excited to record. Yeah. <laughs> Your guys was like a month ago, right? Yeah, we, we we spread it out a bit more. You guys go back-to-back turkeys. Yeah. So yes. That's crazy to me. That is, that's crazy talk. Yeah, it's like a month in between. All right, so... Um, you had you had a good week, Brad? Yeah, I did. How about yourself? It was good. It's been relaxing. Um just been playing Valhalla on PS5 and uh I picked up a Ready Player 2 the other day, so I've read a few chapters of that. Oh, nice. It's, I got to uh, get that. I mean, those that series of books, it's not the best written books in the world. I'll admit mm-hmm. that, but I like it and I will fully admit that the first time I read the first book, by the end of the book, I was getting teary-eyed because <laughs> I've never read a book that was catered more specifically to me. Yeah. Being a video game fan, a movie buff, and a huge rush head. <laughs> that, yeah. uh, like, I was just like... The, this book couldn't be more for me. However, then I read, then I listened to the audiobook, and hearing the dialogue out loud or out loud made my skin crawl. <laughs> like, yeah, the dialogue doesn't hold up to being spoken out loud, but in the as far as being um, like reading it as a book, you don't necessarily pick up all of the things, and it would necessarily be so cringy. And yeah, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it, I, I liked the it when first I read one. It. Yeah. The movie was the movie was good, but the 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 things that I absolutely loved about the book weren't necessarily in it just cuz you they couldn't get all the licenses in there. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, they... let's get to AEW. That that sounds good to me. Okay, so I will just I'll just start by saying um I talked about it last week, but I finished listening to Killing the Business this week, uh the Bucks book. I absolutely love that book. I couldn't recommend it harder to people that uh, that are fans of wrestling, fans of the Young Bucks, fans of AEW. It's a really, really good book. And the one thing I will say about it, through as I was reading it, um, they AEW is accused of nepotism at times of like hiring their friends, hiring their family members, maybe when they don't necessarily deserve the spots, even though the friends of them or or of these guys are all the best of the best, really. Yeah. From the Indies. So yes, they did deserve these spots. They just happen to need the Bucks and Kenny and whoever to get into the spots to give them the shot they needed. Mm -hmm. But, um, I really like the wrestling industry is very much about in the past has been about people using each other as stepping stones, trying to push each other down for, in order to get yourself over or to propel yourself to the next level and kind of screwing over other people. Like, uh, think of Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, that type of thing. Um, the young bucks literally hired, 
every single one of their friends that had a an impact on them throughout their early career, they hired mm-hmm. every single one of the guys who did not currently have a job. Yeah, so that's really cool. Like all the way back to Pack. Like I yeah. didn't realize that Pack was the guy when they did their first tour in Japan. This was for Dragon Gate. It was Pack that uh, helped them around Japan because he was the only guy working for Dragon Gate that spoke English. So he he brought them through the country, and these are two little Christian boys. Yeah, from uh, from the states that had never even left California. That's so, really cool. Yeah, it was, I had no uh, idea that happened. It was oh, Pack. Cool. Shima was the first person to put over the bucks um he he was actually the guy who brought them over he saw them at pwg and then ended mm-hmm. up hiring them to come over and do tour tours in at dragon gate like like uh trent um chucky e. t um pack shima like almost like a SCU, every single person that had their back throughout the years and helped them out uh, did their uh, shows when they were when they were running their own shows. They would uh, they would sign on to do their shows. They they all ended up in AEW. The only guys who didn't were the ones who were already in WWE. Mm-hmm. Everybody else ended up in AEW. So it was, it's yeah. really in an industry that's very pessimistic and. And negative in that light, it was nice to see people have each other's backs and prop each other up. And I don't care if they show nepotism. And they clearly don't either because they keep writing it into their angles. Yeah. So <laughs> I like that. It's a it's a recurring theme in mm-hmm. AEW uh, story angles is that the uh, EVPs are showing nepotism. So anyways, read the damn book. It's very good. I am going to download the audiobook after we finish recording so I can listen to it. Um, the next thing is Tony mm-hmm. Khan did an interview. It was I saw it on a, a website called app.com. I don't know if it's a real site or if it just copies stuff from other <laughs> interviews. But um, that, that's the thing. I'd never heard of the website, so I wasn't sure. But uh, Khan had some interesting tidbits in there but one that caught my eye and uh, i'm just gonna read this one little snippet this is when talking about what's coming for aw in the near future he said i do have some plans to keep expanding the audience and it involves our media partnerships it also involves acquisitions and i'm always working really hard on both con said and i've told people i have some aces up my sleeve and i think they're gonna grow the audience and they're gonna be some really cool stuff on dynamite in the coming weeks. And the word that caught my attention was acquisitions. Yeah. Right away. I was like, what do you mean acquisitions? Like, what does, what does that mean? Tony? Does Mm -hmm. that, does that mean NWA? Does that mean mission pro, which is uh, thunder Rosa's thing? Does that mean, I don't know what that means. That means he's acquiring something. That's generally what that means. And he knows what that is. He's in business. He knows the lingo. He wouldn't drop that word without meaning it. meaning it, yeah. So that has me very excited going forward. I don't know what that means. Because supposedly uh, NWA has announced sort of a new type of show. So I'm not sure. Like maybe they will 
maybe the third show will be NWA and they'll take them under their umbrella. I'm not sure. I don't know what this means, but because NWA hardly has anybody under under contract, contract as yeah. far as I know. <laughs> they so like they five can't, people left. They can't really run a show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because they've been like defending all their titles on like AEW, the women's title, but I know like their world title, they've been like doing it on other mm-hmm. indies around the country. Yeah, it's a uh, it's interesting. I'm excited to see what happens because obviously mm-hmm. we're gonna see Thunder Rosa back, oh, and yeah. Deeb has their title, so mm-hmm. we'll see what's up. Yeah. Okay, and uh, another one is Top Flight officially signed. I mean. We pretty much saw this happening with the way the Bucks put them over the week before, and mm-hmm. they put them all the way over. Yeah. And then worked them into a storyline with TH2, and then they faced TH2 this week on Dynamite. So that's exciting. Happy to see those guys. They are essentially... The younger Bucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think it was Matt Jackson called them the younger Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is awesome. But yeah, that's they're really good, and that's a huge sign for AEW because I'm sure once they've been popping up on AEW TV, that WWE probably started looking at them because that seems to be what they've been doing lately. Is uh, once you show up on AEW TV, the WWE will try to sign you. So, oh, absolutely. It, it's a uh, this is a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. If for me, they are to the tag division what Ben Carter was to. The singles division. Yeah. Definitely. That's, that's how I see it. Um, yeah, they're can't-miss prospects. And mm-hmm. I didn't think they had room to sign them. So I'm very excited to see that they were just... It's sort of like, well, this way we have them. If you're mm-hmm. a fan of... Uh, that's a Arrested Development Arrested Development reference. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, if you buy it, then that way you have it. Yeah. <laughs> You just and really, you don't want to start hoarding guys the way WWE did at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah, definitely don't want to do that. But they're I see them too as like an investment in the future because they're both mm-hmm. what twenty one and nineteen. So I mean they've got yeah a lot. Of... They're future stars. They're future mm-hmm. stars. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, so moving on to dark, the same as last week. I'm just going to talk about uh, three or. Uh, just going to mention three different matches that stood out to me that would mm-hmm. be worth watching because this episode like i watched it it didn't feel that long but like it was almost three hours long yeah 17 matches or something i started it but i didn't have a chance to finish it with it being a short work Who did? week oh <laughs> yeah i did because i was just lying on the couch but, <laughs> um, okay so one match is kylan king versus ray ray chanel who Lots of people don't like Rachie Chanel um, because her gimmick is really over the top. She comes out as a fashionista, mm-hmm. always prancing. She's got the big wig. Um, but her ring work is actually really, really good. Yeah, from what I've seen of her, I like... Uh, yeah, she's good. Like, her, like her. her moves are incredible. If she was able to... Most people don't have to tone down their gimmick. Most people have to turn it up. She's yeah. the opposite. She, like, she actually gets go home heat from people mm-hmm. because of her gimmick. They just it turns them off, and I get it. She, there, mm-hmm. I feel like I look at her and I see a little bit. There's something of like an Orange Cassidy there, where mm-hmm. she lulls people into a false sense of security with her gimmick, and then hits them with just the hardest moves. <laughs> and yeah. 
So she can clearly work. If they can work with her on her gimmick to rein it in so that she doesn't piss people off as opposed to just being a heel, that yeah. would be good. Cause, and that's a fine line you got to work on. Because she's her running strikes are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, her and she makes people look good. Like yeah. when, like she made Kylan King look good in this match, and Kylan King picked up the the win again. She is one of those people who looks like she's on a tier zero, so that's mm-hmm. good going forward. The next match was Hybrid Two versus Pillman and Griff Garrison. This was just a well worked tag match. Uh, Pillman and Garrison looked really good. Griff Garrison actually looks fantastic. Like. I'm really excited for when they can officially sign both of them. Garrison has is confirmed to be on his tier zero. Um, he's with. I wonder the, with about Pillman because I know MLW just started running shows again, so he will have to do shows with them. But I mm-hmm. think he's going to be done with them fairly soon. Well, oh, okay. well actually, sorry, he's either going to be done with them very soon or in a year. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's one or the other. Yeah, it's either. At the beginning of 2021 or at the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. We will have to see. But uh, they clearly have plans for those two guys to be a tag team together. And they're, I'm I mean, they're for it. And both guys are good looking tag team, too. They look good. They they seem to work well together and stuff. So Griff Garrison has the best rolling elbow in the company. Mm. It's really, really good. And I swear to God, it is really stiff. I, it looks like he's cleaning everybody's coffee <laughs> and hits it with them. Whenever they do it, I think uh, it's either Taz or Excalibur loses his mind. And if yeah. if Starks is on commentary, he just squeals when yeah. he hits it. Like it, it's, a, it's a stiff shot. I wonder if he's actually stiffing people when he does it. <laughs> he might and, be and hybrid too looked looked really good um i'm excited to see them they're getting a they're getting a small push right now and i'm happy for yeah. it. they obviously picked up the win being the higher up on the card guys and the next match that i i saw some hype about this match because i watched this on a bit of a delay was Seidel versus five which is alan angels mm-hmm. it's a solid match between the two of those just back yeah. and forth this is one of the matches I saw. It was really good. High flying, technical. I'm loving Seidel's reinvention of as a technical wrestler and a striker as well. Mm-hmm. His kicks are amazing. He does this one high kick where he then hooks their head with his foot and pulls them to the mat. Yeah. So that's he, so cool. He kicks them with it and then just drags them head first into the ground. And it's mm-hmm. just the nastiest looking thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Love it because He's and not he's, an, a nasty looking guy. Yeah, he's signed now, right? Like he's officially signed yep, now. He's right? officially signed. Yeah. Um, ex- Good. He's the perfect guy. He's a perfect bet for TNT Championship for mm-hmm. guys like Darby to face. Yeah. Oh man, Beautiful. a Darby Seidel like, match would be great. Seidel can almost <clears throat> never has to win a match, and he can just continue because he has a reputation. He can just continue to put people over, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, he's definitely a big enough star and a vet that doesn't need to win all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just I'll just mention it briefly. Uh, Baker's waiting room w- was on again this week on Dark. The, it didn't hit for me this week. It was better last week. Um, Who was on it this week? Um, it was I can't even take Haunty. Mm. So it was okay. Baker's jokes were landing so much. 
Reva hmm. was a little over the top for me as in the Andy in the Andy Richter role. Oh, okay. Um, her laugh was a little grating to me, which I don't. I understand that's her role, but I mm-hmm. think they need to tone that down a little bit because I found it distracting. Yeah. Um, I think they maybe they might want to get some someone to write some jokes for her for her monologue. Yeah. They don't really land for me. I feel like they are supposed to be funny, and they're not mm-hmm. always funny. Okay, unless they're um, going for that, like yeah. she's no, terrible. She's, cl- at it. she's looking to tear down mm-hmm. people, it, but in in a funny way, in a way that you know, that you're supposed to laugh. And then uh, so that Tay County was there, and then the acclaimed came out and rapped. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> they're almost like a musical guest, which was kind of funny. I did mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, they're. I like their raps. They always make me laugh. And they had a good match as well. They look very good. I, I'm i excited to see what they'll do. Eventually, they will rap and try and talk shit about somebody who's better than them, and then they'll get beat down, and mm-hmm. it'll be a good bit. Yeah. Okay, so on to Dynamite. And this this was a very good mini go-home for a yeah. mini pay-per-view. I like this episode a lot. Yeah. Um, of the winter is coming. Going into what they're saying is the biggest ever um, episode of Dynamite, and I think that is likely to be the case, especially with Moxley versus Kenny. That is the this is legitimately the biggest match they um, AW's ever done, mm-hmm. and it's not even on a pay per view; it's on a episode. And supposedly, they didn't want to do this so early, and something forced their hand, and I believe that's Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, I think I, Wrestle- that's. Wrestle what Kingdom really forced their hand. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do this at Revolution. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so that that's what that is. That's why this is happening. I'm happy for it. Um, I'm hoping they give them a good amount of time next week. Um, oh, yeah. You got to give this at least 30 minutes with entrances, entrances and everything. All right. So let's get into this go-home show. It started with Hangman versus Silver. And sweet Jesus, this match This was, match was so good. <laughs> this match was a fucking banger and a half. Yeah. And yeah, this I was really knew good. it was going to be a banger and a half. I was going to be mad if it wasn't a banger and a half. And it exceeded my expectations. Um, mm-hmm. These two guys can work. And I'm honestly, I'm sorry. Like, sometimes when people say, like, Hangman is the best worker in the Elite. I'm just like, okay, I love Hangman, but he's not the best worker in the elite. In the elite, I will say he might be the best storyteller in the elite. Yeah. Like in ring storytelling mm-hmm. with yeah, his definitely. facials and the just the the story arc that happens throughout the match. It's very, very good. It's probably mm-hmm. between I mean, everybody in the elite is really good at this. This is their strength. Yeah. But uh, between him and Matt Jackson are probably the two best. Matt Jackson a little bit more over the top than Hangman. Hangman's mm-hmm. a little more subtle. And yeah. Kenny is a virtuoso in himself, in his own right. But yes, Hangman's storytelling in this match was fantastic. And uh, Silver was amazing as well. It, started, it was just a really cute recruitment angle that they're doing mm-hmm. with Hangman, which they've been telling since way back since before he ever tagged with kenny yeah they tried to get him way back then when he was vulnerable mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he got in the tag team he started to really get going so then they're like oh, okay we can't we can't get hangman now he's he's doing too well but now that he's all his friends have left him they're like 
let's see if we can get Hangman again. Yeah. He's sad again. And um, he's vulnerable, and he's still very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, What were they calling Silver on commentary? The Meat Man or something? Yeah, like? the Meat Man. That is, that's He went by that in the Indies, the Meat Man or the Meat Missile. Yeah, I loved it, and season. I'm hoping for a Meat Man shirt soon. Because <laughs> I feel like I need it now. And he, uh, Silver posted on Twitter. He's like, "I can't believe Jr. called me the Meat Man on commentary." <laughs> Jr.'s got to do some uh, some barbecue sauce for the mm-hmm. Meat Man. Yeah, they got to do like a crossover. Yeah, so John Silver, he's he's very much like uh, like Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. like Ray Chanel earlier, where he'll lull you into a false sense of security with his humor. Yeah, and this ge- match started where. They were friendly because they've actually been friendly on like be being the elite. So it started mm-hmm. friendly. They're joking around. Um, John Silver wanted him to flex so mm-hmm. they could compare biceps, and he's like, "Your biceps are pretty good, man." And they mm-hmm. were they're going back and forth. At one point, they're doing like standing switches, and John Silver just slaps his ass. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I like that. And Hangman turns around and he's smiling, and the common commentators put it over they're like this is the first time i've seen hangman smile in about three months yeah and they said uh they're like he's enjoying himself and john silver's enjoying himself and it seems like hangman's sort of like you know what these dark order guys aren't that bad mm-hmm. and the match escalated in ways that in intensity throughout the match where they start to getting they start getting more competitive and then they start getting more angry and then a lot more intense as it went on and it built very much like a new japan match in that sense yeah. and it they really even good. did some a few new japan spots with uh hangman like uh puffing up his chest when he was kneeling down yeah. challenging uh john silver, silver to kick him and they were doing like the exchanging elbows not quite as long as minoru suzuki i'm hoping mm-hmm. somebody at some point will do a Minoru Suzuki style spot mm-hmm. where they just be awesome. go back and forth like that. I mean, yeah, but they don't, they only have so much time. Yeah. On these telecasts. I, I just realized during this match that like John Silver's like the master of chaining moves together. Like he does like mm-hmm. three or four moves in a row and it just, it's all so crisp mm-hmm. and it looks so good. I was like, wow. And his kicks are so intense. It reminds me of Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson back in the day. Like, they're just so intense. I loved it. Absolutely. For me, he's a mix of Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan and Mm -hmm. Pac. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, Pac's got really good kicks, too. Yeah, the the speed, the intensity, the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, if I, like, he doesn't have the flying ability of Pac, Mm -hmm. but he has, you can can tell their influences for him. For sure. And yeah, this match is just, they were just, it was spectacular. And it ended with uh, a buckshot lariat. It was a second try. He tried to do a buckshot lariat earlier, and um, John Silver just kicked him in the face. Yeah, yeah, so he hits him with the lariat. Um, He wins, gets the one, two, three, and Dark Order comes out, and they help up John Silver. And Evil Uno grabs the mic, and Evil Uno is a fantastic talker, and I am a huge Evil Uno fan. He's super funny. He's a very good Twitter follow as well. Yeah, he is. He is. I was just about to say him. that. He's incredibly funny. 
mm-hmm. and he gets on the mic and he's saying like hangman don't worry we're not going to jump you you know we've done it in the past and i regret doing those things uh he says he says we see that you're all alone and we see that you have been in a very popular group a group with very high standing within the company but one that would never let you leave even when you tried he's like mm-hmm. and i hate to tell you this that's a cult yeah he says that was really good i liked when he did that he says right now you don't have anybody but we're here for you when you need us mm-hmm. he's like you know where to find us and obviously that's a hit that he's been drinking with them in their bar yeah and uh it's not dissimilar to when to with ftr when he was drinking with them yeah and honestly like hangman looks like he might join them at least for a little bit like he he does not look like he uh like he does not want to he looks like he's thinking about it yeah and i on i'd be i'd be down for it yeah i've been seeing a lot of fan art online too i think i think people are really wanting him to join the dark order for the time being i could see them doing like an angle where he joins for a while and then brody comes back and it gets like awkward or something so then he's got to I fight think, Brody or yeah, something. I think this is leading to him fighting Brody mm-hmm. and maybe something to do with him and Colt for a little bit. Yeah. Like him, Cause him of the Colt having, cause it's sort of a similar situation. He's mm-hmm. not quite the lovable idiot that Colt is. Yeah. But maybe he goes in there and sees what's happening. Maybe then pulls Colt out of mm-hmm. the inner circle or something. Who knows? But, uh, or not in uh, out of dark order, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I gave this match five stars for me. Like, this oh yeah, is, this is as good as a TV match gets. Yeah, I loved it. I loved every second of it. It's hell of a way to start your show. Oh, and then the next thing we have, we have this Kenny promo, which oh, is God. I love this so much. Kenny in full dick mode again. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in he's in his like fitted suit. With the aviators, but they're not the cool like uh, action movie aviators. Yeah, from when he was in New Japan, that are like the reflective ones. He's he's wearing like the I'm better than you aviators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just looked like a huge dick. He looks like, like a massive dick. His hair doesn't mm-hmm. look cool. It looks obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> like everything about him is obnoxious right now, which is good because they're they're turning him heel. And they mm-hmm. want people to boo him. And yeah. this promo did a very good job of that. He said, this year Moxley has had the belt and he's been seen as the best. And that, uh, and that's because he beat Kenny last year. And he'll admit that he beat him. But Kenny has said that this year he he has a gentleman's challenge for John Moxley. And that's to leave the garbage wrestling at home. Yeah. He's like, just use your wrestling ability within the ring to beat him, which mm-hmm. I loved because this is what Cornette always says about AEW and what he says about Kenny Omega and everybody else within AEW. He says they're garbage wrestlers, that they're backyard wrestlers, that they can't do actual wrestling within the ring. Mm-hmm. So I love that he was, and Kenny is his, his number one target always. He mm-hmm. hates Kenny Omega, and he's hated him from way back in the day. Um, Probably in OVW. 
Yeah, OVW and that when, when he was in Kenny New was Japan. There. Yeah. yeah. Also, Kenny wrestled for Ring of Honor for a while, and he mm-hmm. worked for, and Cornette was the head of Ring of Honor creative for a, yeah. for a portion of time. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's just like he's channeling Cornette, who he hates. Yeah, that's to, really funny. To take digs at Moxley. And then he leaves and he comes back. He says like, oh, by the way, Mox, congratulations on the news of your of your baby. Um, he says, uh, he says, oh, and you know what? Your story last week about your dad, it really touched me. But but you know what? He's like, he's like, I really think that my dad could beat the shit out of your dad. Oh, God, I love that so much. And I then, laughed so hard. And he's like. See you later, Mox. And he walks off. Yeah. <laughs> he walked off camera and came back to tell you, you know what? My dad could beat the shit out of your dad. And yeah. then walks back off. It's like, what the fuck, Kenny? Yeah, it's so, <laughs> it's so juvenile, but I love it. It just reminds me of being a kid. Well, my dad could beat up your dad. It is so, <laughs> so fucking funny. And then <laughs> the next thing, it cuts to Darby Allen. This time he's not lighting himself on fire. He's lighting his car on fire. And yeah. it says, uh, survive if I let you, which is the... Taz slash cage line. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Fair I'm always enough. expecting his stuff to end with just white letters that say Finn on the, the screen because he's, <laughs> he's going for that. That's what his promos remind me of. It's like a school school I mean, movie. I mean, I at least like it when it's targeting another wrestler. Mm-hmm. So there's something to it there. I always like it when they when he has like the the cutout face of the guys. Yeah, I love it because I mean, I I secretly love all that edgy stuff like that. Like <laughs> that's that's what that's like what I really love, and like I wish I could do it and stuff. Like, but I just I can't. But I did I'm like not... the. I have enjoyed the music on his past two videos, like uh, mm-hmm. sort of like yeah. synth wave stuff. It's like yeah, the music is good. I like yeah. that. Okay, the next thing we had was uh, Powerhouse Willie Hobb. His name is Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs. I love that. That was so. I was like, "Ooh, I like that new name." I I like Powerhouse Willie Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Is it Will Hobbs? Is it Hobbs or Hob? Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs. Okay, definitely. And he faced uh, Lee Johnson, and mm-hmm. he just crushed Lee Johnson. And but he comes out in the or in an orange singlet, looking like uh, Taz's orange singlet yeah. from way back in the day. And immediately when I saw this, I was just like, "Oh." This is what they had in mind for Jeff Cobb. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is this was Jeff Cobb's role because they were supposedly trying to get Jeff Cobb instead of to be with uh, Taz instead of Cage, and then when they oh, couldn't yeah. get Cobb, they got Cage, and now they have Will Hobbs, and they've put him in the singlet. Which mm-hmm. you're like, that's basically Jeff Cobb's singlet. So, yeah. <laughs> so like okay this was this was his role so you can sign mm-hmm. you can kind of see the role that they've yeah fit him in and but he also he was wearing this black uh towel with the with the head cut out yeah like and a vest but it was a towel it is it's what tyson wore tyson's yeah, was I, white uh, i saw mm-hmm. will hobbs uh tweet about that after yeah, the show. i saw that too that it's a it's a Mike Tyson reference, which is mm-hmm. amazing, because yeah. immediately when I saw that uh, that graphic, I thought Balrog from Street yeah. Fighter. Yep. So I think Balrog. he even ripped it like Balrog rips his shirt in Street Fighter whenever he got into the ring when he ripped the towel. A little little tidbit: uh, Balrog's original name was Mike Bison. Mm-hmm. 
But when they brought it over to America, they had to switch it because they were scared they were going to get sued. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, I wonder if Kenny had anything to do with that. Oh, maybe. (laughs) He loves Street Fighter. (laughs) That he does. Okay. So, yeah. So he just crushes Lee Johnson in a minute. And I saw a little sad thing. Uh, Lee Johnson posted a tweet of him sitting beside Will Hobbs. I guess <laughs> in the back, like mm-hmm. being buddy buddy, and he just had like a little crying face. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, his buddy just crushed him." <laughs> Will Hobbs needs to say like nothing personal, kid, or something like that. I mean, I I do have to say one thing: this whole nightmare family thing right now is not working for me because nobody has um seems to have supported Lee Johnson at all. Mm-hmm. Since he has joined the Nightmare Family and the Gun Club seems more interested in the Gun Club right now, yeah. I don't know. It seems not quite so thought out so far, but maybe yeah, a, maybe Cody, that's on purpose. I'm not sure. Yeah, and Cody keeps teaming up with Darby. Like they, they don't even help out Cody, the leader. So it's, it's strange, kind of weird. It's strange. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, anywho, so after this match, um, Taz comes out and he says, uh, comes on the mic. He says like. Will Hobbs, great job. Go to the back and celebrate. So Hobbs leaves, and Taz gets on the mic, and he just starts calling out AW management saying, I need somebody to come out here to explain to me why nobody is putting respect on the FTW belt. He's like, I want this mm-hmm. to be recognized, and they cut off his mic, which I like this bit. WWE did it once with Kevin Owens, and they're doing mm-hmm. it with uh, Taz now, and he's like, he's like, what the fuck? So he's like, mm-hmm. Uh, announcer boy, give me your mic. So he takes takes the announcer's mic. He's just like, cut off my mic again. I'm going up to the uh, to the announce team to the announce team, and I know you're not going to cut off that mic. So just mm-hmm. so he keeps talking, and they cut off that mic. He's like, what the hell? And then Cody comes out from the back, and uh, he's he's in this long coat, which. You're in Florida. You do not need this, which is so obnoxious. <laughs> Looks like he's, he's got, out in Maine or something, but he's in Florida. Yeah, he's got the headset on, and he's like, what are you doing, man? We're running a show. You're wasting time. Mm-hmm. He's like, get out of here. And he comes down. He's like, "He's like, why are you doing this? And Taz, Taz grabs the mic from him. They go nose to nose. He's like, you need to put some respect on this belt. You need to respect my legacy. And Cody tells him, he's like, He's like, no, 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 you guys have your match next week. What more do you want? He's like, I want management to to show me respect. He's like, I am management. He's like, I'm the management. He's like, you know what? I'll run this up the flagpole. And he's dripping in condescension as he says mm-hmm. this to him. And he says, uh, and then he turns his back on him and, and Taz is just like, oh, you're what? What are you going to do? Are you going to future endeavor me? You're yeah, gonna, you're gonna tell me there's nothing in creative for me for us, and he's and he turns around. He's just like, he's like, you know what? You want me to show FTW some respect? You want me to to talk about the legacy of FTW? He's just like, why should I show that belt respect when um, your son is training to be wrestling, but he's not training under you. He's training under me. Yeah, and I was like. Depth. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that pissed Taz off instantly. He told me he like, crossed a line and stuff. And... Yeah, he tells me he crossed a line. He tells me it's disgusting. He tells him, you made a mistake. This is... mm-hmm. And then Cody's like, 
okay, fine. I made a mistake. And he turns his back on him and he's like, he tells them to cut the feed. Mm-hmm. And then Taz puts him in the Taz mission and chokes him out. Oh, and my God. He, and here, Gun Club actually did jump the rail to help him. Yeah. So there, there's That's something true. there. I... They did jump the rails, but Taz hops out of the ring and uh, the guy, and he walks off with somebody holding the FTW belt. And that was his son, Hook. Yeah. Yeah. Who, uh, so it looks like we're going to be seeing more of uh, more of Hook at some point yeah. soon with an And his name event. being Hook is cool. That's a nod to because he's from the Taz is from the Red Hook district of Brooklyn. So yeah, that's the, cool too. It's so cool. It's mm-hmm. so cool. It's it's a straight up ECW name, and I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love this segment. I I was so happy when Taz put on the Taz mission because I don't think he's done that since ECW One Night Stand. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh my god, he hadn't done anything like this in a long time. Yeah, I was so excited. I, I, th- this angle is really elevating um, Team Taz to yeah, like they're like the they're the top uh, heel faction for me at this point. Mm-hmm. This is now a premier angle within the company. Yeah, for sure. And anything that Cody's involved in will be a premier angle. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll make sure that I loved it. Okay, so mm-hmm. next it goes to an uh, Eddie Kingston segment in the back, and he's talking to Alex Marvez, and he asks him about Pack and Phoenix and the family la- last week. And Kingston talks about how, you know what, he expected it from Phoenix because he's a little flippy dippy little shit. Yeah, and, showboat, and, and he he, he expected that from him, which is funny because it mm-hmm. shows that he never he never really wanted him in the yeah, family he, the whole time. He just he, wanted Penta. And he said he's like, but with but with Penta, he's like he's like, I wasn't I'm not angry at that, but I was disappointed. <laughs> Ser- seriously disappointed with Penta. And then he's like, Pack, ping pong, poo pock, pack <laughs> <laughs> He's like he's like uh, he's like, You've been gone for a long time, man. Things change. He's like, You're <laughs> not the head guy here anymore. And then Mox walks in. And Kingston goes like, "Okay, here we go," and they go eye to eye. And then Kingston, he's like, "Mox, you know it wasn't me." He's like, "I've got my own shit to deal with. I, mm-hmm. I don't have time to be knocking you out." Which it's, I I love that Moxley uh, confronted him because it's like, yeah, in real life, Moxley would confront him. They have a history. Yeah. They have they're yeah. friends from back in the day. Like he would be like, "Man, what the fuck was it you?" Yeah, he's like no. They just had that me. brutal he's, match. So he's like, okay, it, and it shows that Moxley still does not know who it is. He's on some Scooby Doo hunt to yeah. find out who <laughs> knocked Scooby-Doo. him out last week. And uh, I thought that was great. Was cool, mm-hmm. cool, quick little segment. It was like a minute long. Yeah, and, then, and like after Mox walks off, I love Kingston's like he's messing with my feng shui or something. Like yeah, that. He's messing with my feng shui. Like, That's not how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> Feng shui, sir. Feng shui. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was really good. He's like, I'm trying to be at peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it was almost, it's like as if Kingston, he's like, no, I'm trying to be a good guy. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a good man. Don't put mm-hmm. that on me. Yeah. All right. So the, the next segment was uh, Top Flight versus TH2. This was a, a good match. It actually started with a nice little recap from their alter from their altercation on dark. Yeah. Um, 
they uh, TH two won their match against uh, Pillman and Griff, and then they're beating them down after the match. And um, Top Flight came out to to fight them make off. The save. Yeah, yeah, to make the save, and it was it was good. And they talked about that at the beginning, and they talked about how they got uh, beaten down the week before. So they are starting to use more video footage from Dark, which is smart. Yeah, it's really good. Tony Khan has admitted that uh, he has not been doing enough of that, and I'm happy to see that they're continuing yeah. to... Gotta give people a reason to want to watch Dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this match was good. It's not it wasn't really anything to write home about. It was just a solid tag team match yeah. that it got more mileage from me being two fresh teams sort of in mm-hmm. AEW. Like, THU's, TH2 has been there since the beginning, but they haven't really been used. Yeah. So for me, I got uh, I got a lot more out of this with it just being fresh faces, and I yeah. was really excited to see them. Yeah, it's yeah. I feel the same way. I love watching Angelico wrestle. He reminds me of like a like a. I'm saying this in the nicest way possible, but like a fuck boy uh, Zack Saber Junior. <laughs> like no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right down to the height and the skinny. Yeah, he's super skinny, but he wears like the flat brimmed hats and like dances and stuff and. It's I always like seeing Jack Evans because I've been watching. I remember watching him in Ring of Honor in like 2005, 2006. It's like this guy's made a whole career. Like that's cool. Yeah. Um. The f- funny thing about Angelico, he's sort of he sort of had a transition like um, Matt Seidel a bit in that he mm-hmm. in the past was known as a high flyer. Yeah, because I remember yeah. when he was in uh, Lucha Underground and he did like all the crazy super high spots and mm-hmm. stuff. He has one like viral video where he jumps off the set like, like outside like the, the balcony ring, yeah. into the ring to drop kick mm-hmm. a ladder in a ladder match, and it's one mm-hmm. of the craziest. It's one of the craziest uh, jumps I've seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't done any of that stuff in AEW. Yeah, now he's he's like a. He's primarily like a submission wrestler now. Yeah, he's a Yaveo submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't think of the term, wrestler. but yeah. Very similar to Matt Seidel mm-hmm. in that uh, they've really changed changed their game. Get more uh, mileage out of your career from that. Less yeah. likely to break a leg or something. Which I, I can respect that. And I mm-hmm. his dancing is so funny when he does a yeah. little dick string thing. Yeah. <laughs> which is it's just like the perverted Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. dance is so funny. I love it. Yeah. I gave this match three and a half stars. I thought it was good. It wasn't great. It didn't have to be. Yeah, it's just right down the middle. It was yeah. it was good. Get gets both teams on TV, more exposure. It's always good. Yeah, and uh, I think uh TH two is probably going to challenge the Bucks for the title. Oh yeah. Because after the match, they beat up Top Flight, and then the Young Bucks came out mm-hmm. to make the save. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good TV TV mm-hmm. championship cha- challenge, and yeah. they'll probably have a great match, and they'll probably heavily put over TH two in the process. Yeah, and it's a match I haven't really seen. I can't think of too many times they've wrestled each I other. I don't so think they ever have. Be, so yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Okay, so uh, then we have a a very short. FTR promo. It was uh they talk about how uh the Young Bucks were the best team for three seconds, mm-hmm. which is yes, I like that. Which is smart because it it sort of references like it took three seconds to beat them for the the one two three, but also the three seconds that uh Cash did the flips. Mm-hmm. 
did the yeah. flip and screwed up, and that's all it took for them to lose, which I like that. And uh, then they said, just because you beat the best doesn't mean you are the best, which that's absolutely how they would think. And it just reminds us that the rematch is coming, and they're biding their time. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It didn't have to be anything special. It's just like, we're waiting in the wings for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's still the number one contenders. They don't have to beat anybody to to get their rematch. Yeah, they could just probably do it whenever they want. Probably be at Revolution. I would yeah, I, I would see assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the next match, SCU versus Inner Circle, and this match seriously over delivered. Yeah, it's really good. When I, I saw this match on the card, I was just like well, this is really cool because it is uh, Christopher Daniels versus Chris Jericho, yeah. having both having uh, over thirty years of experience. Yeah, and it's the first time they've ever been in a ring together, which is really cool. And it really is; they just never worked in the same place, mm-hmm. which uh, make it makes sense. Chris Jericho didn't work uh, Impact or Ring of Honor, and mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it. Hager and Jericho and and Daniels and Kazarian are better when they're in these teams. And but Hager and Jericho are a fantastic tag team. Yeah, they like, work really they well. They get together. so much you get, I get so much more enjoyment out of both of these guys at this point in their careers when they're together. They mm-hmm. really just complement each other. And I was thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um I love Chris Daniels. He knows exactly how much he can get away with in each match where Chris Jericho doesn't always it's like sometimes Chris Jericho blows up mm-hmm. Chris Daniels never blows up he knows exactly no. what to do when to yeah. do it he knows his body mm-hmm. even though he is pretty broken down his knees are pretty shot at this point yeah but yeah he can it, still hit the best moonsault ever though which he is can cool. it's a beautiful moonsault and they are, and Kazarian did some heavy lifting in this match he was fantastic mm-hmm. and um Hager when he's in these tag teams his his brief quick outbursts of violence are awesome. Yeah, it's it suits him a lot better that way too. Mm-hmm. I don't, short outbursts and cuz I always love it when he's interfering in a match or when he's in the gang beatdowns. He's always mm-hmm. super effective, but then when yeah. he's in singles, he sort of loses that appeal and yeah. I don't really know what that is. But uh, yeah. no, this match was great. I gave it four stars. It ended with a uh, well. First of all, we should talk about the inner circle coming down as a cohesive yeah, unit. Everyone came down, and they look tough as nails now. Yeah, like, I loved it. And their new shirt them. is cool. And this is where what I thought was going to happen from the videos last week, where I didn't really care for the videos, but it showed them bonding, mm-hmm. and now they're bonded. And yeah. they are working as a finely tuned unit. And um, MJF cracked Christopher Daniels with uh, with the diamond the ring, ring mm-hmm. which then allowed him to get Judas effect for the one, two, three. And then afterwards, they're celebrating in the ring and Kazarian sucker punches MJF. I don't yeah. know if we can really call it a sucker punch at that point. But then they beat yeah. him down and Scorpio Sky runs out with the chair to chase them away. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I think this is going to be great. It's announced. It was announced later on in the show that um, they will be 
Faith, um, Jericho and Hager will be facing. It's a uh, Jericho's going to face uh, oh, yeah. Kazarian next week. Jericho's facing Kazarian. Thank you. I drew a blank mm-hmm. there. Jericho's facing Kazarian next week, which is supposed to be, it's like another dream match. Yeah. <laughs> which is a little bit less so than Christopher Daniels, but yeah, it'll be good. And, mm-hmm. uh, Kazarian can really go right now. So that'll be, uh, yeah. that'll be a great one. Um, yeah, I, I gave this match Kazarian four stars. to bump all over for him. I thought, yeah, was, me too. That was great. Uh, um, yeah. Four stars is good. Severely segment and everything. Mm-hmm. Severely, uh, blue, like blew my expectations away with this one. I was a little worried and I'm glad that they, uh, put those worries to rest. And now I really do want to see more of Hager and Jericho. Yeah. They seem like that's going to be the, the main tag team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd love to see circle. them against uh, the Bucks at some point. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be really fun. All right, so the next was a another weird segment from Kip and Miro. <laughs> so <laughs> this made me laugh just how it started they're in, off. A, they're in a set, and uh, they're with Penelope, and they're like, "All right, this is gonna be Kip and Miro's first like live video game stream." And then they get a knock on the or no, then Orange Cassidy passes through their shot. Like, yeah. Orange Cassidy, what are you doing? They chase him outside and wait. Well, he turns their Xbox off first. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, he unplugs it and they chase him out. And then, uh, well, they're so best they friends get, show up. They get attacked by best friends. They jump yeah. them. They get into a, an altercation. They're throwing each other against trailers and whatnot. Um, Kip Sabian gets power bombed into a giant trash can. Yeah, and, uh, then, and then I didn't see how it got set up, but somehow Miro got a hold of a camera and was like, "Get Miro out of the way!" Miro grabbed the camera from a cameraman. And he's like, "Get out of my way!" Just yeah, sort of that shrink, made me laugh really hard. <laughs> and then in the background, you hear him beating them up some more, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, fine." <laughs> like, yeah. I really need this story to like. I almost would have rather had a match this week and just just move move the shit along a little bit. Yeah, it's, I have a feeling it's going to end up in like a arcade match or something like they're fighting in an arcade or something you know what that'll be great we know mm-hmm. that mm, i think that'll be great i don't know that kip sabian can do that i'm sure miro can have some fun in there and we know yeah. that best friends can do a street fight yeah there's yeah. actually a really funny tweet by chucky e. t afterwards. i was just about to say this <laughs> he said uh oh you, you say it then he says like what do you say he said like um Outside of the ring, I'm unstoppable or something. Yeah. Or I sure can fight or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's like, outside of the ring, I'm a really good fighter. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> You're such a lovable idiot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next segment was just phenomenal again. Just beautiful. It was Kenny Omega and John Moxley had the contract signing part two. Mm-hmm. And this time uh, they do, they're doing the... Um, they're doing Kenny's intro, and the whole intro is every single line is a reference to Wrestling Observer. Yeah. Just the buddies. He's like, he's in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. He's gotten six stars from the Wrestling Observer. Mm-hmm. Wrestling Observer loves him more than any wrestler. Talked yeah. about on the Wrestling Observer. It was Which is just so. So um, great because you know it pisses off Jim Cornette more. Yes. It pisses so off amazing. the internet fans that hate the Wrestling Observer. It, it was just perfect. Yeah, so he, so within this one episode, he's channeled the the Wrestling Observer and Jim Cornette, mm-hmm. two places that hate each other. Yeah. 
Okay, so then... And then you see he's doing his silhouette thing where he's behind the screen. Full entrance for a contract signing. (laughs) And then John Moxley's shadow appears behind him and Mm -hmm. just starts beating the shit out of him in silhouette. And it's one of the coolest fucking things I've seen on a wrestling telecast in a long time. Just a really, really cool shot. And he's just wailing on him. And then he throws him through the screen. Mm -hmm. And then he drags him out to the ring. He's beating on him. And he just put sends him up and drops him right on his fucking dome. Oh on... man, Kenny like I thought if he like sold the hell out of this With paradigm shift on paradigm the belt. Paradigm shift right on the belt. Yeah. Right <laughs> on the crown of his head. Yeah, Kenny jumped like straight up. It was cool looking. It was really cool. And then um he tells Kenny um to get some better people to take him out next time. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says uh he says that Kenny needs to dig down deep and find the best bout machine if he wants to beat him because mm-hmm. uh, he's been unbeaten for 18 months for a reason. And that uh, if you come at the King, he best not mix. He best not mix. Yeah. He best not miss. And, he does... and then he does the, uh, the, the gun, gun finger, the mm-hmm. gun fingers at, at Kenny, mm-hmm. which does not exactly quell the Kenta rumors. Oh yeah. That if anything, it fuels mm-hmm. it a bit. Mm-hmm. Even though that is Kenny's thing, which is the gun, but that is a reference to Bullet Club, which, which Kenta in. is involved in. And even mm-hmm. Kenta has tweeted about this. He said... Uh, I saw him tweet something about Wednesday nights, but I don't remember he what he said. said. Uh, he said, um, I'm all booked up on Wednesday nights, and mm-hmm. I really don't like uh, Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, like, so it obviously... He knows what's going on. He's tweeting about the situation. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's him, who knows? I hope it is. I really hope Whoever... it is. It's somebody. Mm-hmm. It's oh yeah, certainly cause... not. Certainly not if Kenny. It... Yeah, it's not Kenny because they've shown Mox going around backstage looking. So it's going to be someone different. Mm-hmm. But I really hope it's Kinta. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, yeah, and then we have a small. Or I talked about the. Inner, yeah, circle inner circle match, so promo. we don't have to go into that promo. Yeah. It essentially just says we're we're having a match next week. Okay, so we have the Anna J versus Sheeta match. This was a good match. It was in mm-hmm. the women's time slot again. I wish they would change that up a bit. Yes, yeah, she pointed that out last week. Now I, I noticed it this week. It's, it's like oh, every he's every right. single week. It's in this <laughs> yeah. exact. It's the match before the uh, before mm-hmm. the main event every single time, which is not a good spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a bad spot, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, okay, this time I, I can go to the bathroom. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. actually what you do, but like, I've heard people that go to AEW shows are just like, oh, the women are on. So that, that's when I went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But I thought this was a good match. Um, Anna Jay looks really good. Sheeta was her usual amazing self. Um, yes. I noticed one weird little botch. I wasn't sure it was a botch at first, but it was uh, in the corner. Sheeta went to push up and flip over top of her when Anna Jay rushed in. And the I was like, that looked odd. And then I watched it back and they actually did to do some creative editing because it wasn't a live show. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I wonder what happened. I think just, I think maybe... Uh, she went to flip up over top of Anna J. Maybe like got caught on her got, head, yeah, or something. Like she didn't kick up over her because she was doing it from 
she wasn't doing well looking at her. She just like oh, okay. was kicking her legs up to flip behind, and I think she got caught on her head. Oh, okay, yeah, that that definitely happens. It happens, but that's a nice uh, bonus of doing of recording your yeah. You can shows. edit that stuff out. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't look like anything that Anna J messed up on. It just mm-hmm. looked like it was uh, like a just a transition that just got Did, messed up. So they just yeah quickly reset it and uh but yeah the the way that you notice that it's wrong is uh um rick knox is in a different position <laughs> when, it, when it cuts back that's he's funny coming from a different and you're like hey you were over there at the mm-hmm. other side of the ring it's like when they do that in movies when they're holding one thing and then it cuts back to him and then they're holding something else or something like that <laughs> yeah it was a good match um i really liked it uh they they started with a nice promo package as well with Anna J talking about how Sheeta was the first was her first match ever in mm-hmm. AEW and she beat her, um, but how she's improved so much since that time and she has um, improved leaps and bounds since that time and yeah no I I loved it and then uh, I gave it like a three point seven five like it, it was a good match it was a legitimately mm-hmm. good match. Uh, I go so far as to say very good, especially for the women at this point. Yeah. And um, then, as Sheeta is going up the ramp, Abaddon's music hits. Abaddon comes out. She's back from injury, and mm-hmm. she's stalking Sheeta, which is a really nice tell to Sheeta's first match with Abaddon as well. And f- they faced each other on Dark one time, and. Sheeta, I think it was dark, but she, Sheeta, yeah, it was, and Sheeta was terrified of her at that time in that match, mm-hmm. and she she drops her belt and she's crawling back. She's trying to get away from Abaddon, and Abaddon picks up the belt. She's bleeding out of the mouth, and she licks yeah. the belt, which some people have pointed out in COVID. Maybe they shouldn't do that, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, maybe they shouldn't do that. But yeah. it was a really cool visual, and it was terrifying, mm-hmm. and yeah. I saw uh, pictures of uh, Sheeta in the back, like cleaning it off and stuff, mm-hmm. freaking out. There is a really, really clever picture that they did of Sheeta in the locker room, and she's flexing in her gear. And you can see the door behind her is cracked open slightly, and Abaddon is in the crack, yeah, looking at her in the darkness, smiling, and just her teeth are white, and her face is all dark, and you can see a little yeah. bit of her red hair. It's super creepy. Yeah, the I first time it. I saw the photo, I didn't even notice Abaddon. I just thought it was a picture of Sheeta, and then I was like, oh, there's Abaddon in the crack of the door. That's cool. Yeah, it was, it was a very, very well done shot. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, people want to see something cool, they should look that up. Because it's legitimately terrifying. Because mm-hmm. you don't see her at first. I had to. I also had to have somebody point it out to me. It's like, holy shit, Abaddon's yeah. in the background there, lurking in the background. Mm-hmm. That was excellent. Then... So after this, it we go to a Team Taz promo, and it's Starks flanked by Cage on one side and, and Hobbs. Will Hobbs on the other, and Starks is in his beautiful Rocky Johnson, um, yeah. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, t-shirt and chain and, and glasses, and he is spitting fire. Yeah, this is a really good promo. Like, is, he is so naturally gifted on the mic. He has so much more intensity on AW 
or in on dynamite than he does on dark on dark he's comedy on dynamite yeah. he is just intense as hell yeah and he's cutting a, a blistering promo on on cody saying that cody crossed a line he said that he said that uh cody begged tony to cut taz's mic because he didn't want to be reminded of the loss that he took last week to them mm-hmm. and he said that when he when he brought taz's kid into it he made it personal and they're coming for him yeah and but he's he's delivering this like he is the fucking rock yeah like he has it was a really good, so much attitude so it was much such intensity. a good promo that when brian cage would say his little one-liners it just it, you just see the difference in levels of their speaking on the mic oh yeah brian cage can't talk no <laughs> that's i've been saying he, they just need to have him go out there and beat people up because that's how you'll get brian cage over because he's like a powerhouse just have him yell just have him go like yeah or something yeah. like beat his yeah. chest or something like that like and like hobbs is just, just i like that hobbs is just standing there looking like a monster that yeah he is. He, like just, he's just mean mugging in the yeah, background just looking like a badass standing there that's all cage has to do but the i think part of the thing i've heard with cage is he's a really nice guy and he's mm-hmm. not really very good at coming off mean yeah <laughs> is that that's kind of the thing for him he is mm-hmm. it's hard for him to fake it yeah Sometimes that's hard. that's why you just have him go out in the ring and do stuff. Yeah, like last week he looked like he looked like the machine last week. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed with him, and I know, yes, yeah, I can't wait for that faction going forward. Oh yeah, they've... I'm interested to see if uh, Starks ever just takes it over at some point. From that's Taz. what this promo just seemed like. If like they didn't do the Taz thing, it just seemed like those three guys were in the promo, and Starks was the mouthpiece of the promo, and like. Like you just saying that, like it'd be a good thing too, because he's like a, such a cocky asshole that, and he's got these two giant dudes protecting him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be perfect. At a certain point, they won't need Taz, mm-hmm. and then they'll be able to let Taz just move to commentary. Yeah. Like I think they might be able to turn on Taz at some point. Yeah, maybe do like a little beat down on him. And, I can see uh, that. Maybe yeah. there's that's what they're starting with his son coming in, and his dad starts paying attention to his son all the time and stuff. And yeah, yeah, you never know. Maybe they beat mm-hmm. down the son. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be some heel heat right there. Do a little, do a little WWE. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so this next match we have Butcher and the Blade versus Pack and Phoenix, which um, I had heard some concern about Butcher and the Blade versus Pack and Phoenix being maybe a bit of a styles clash. I was I, this like this was like the inner circle match. I was pleasantly surprised, not with Pack and Phoenix because I knew they'd be great, mm-hmm. but Butcher and Bl- Blade I know can keep up with them. But Butcher kept up with them and yeah. looked really good. He oh, yeah. for I me loved was the a, he was the standout in this match. Yeah, there was one spot he did. I think Phoenix tried to jump off the ropes and jump into him, and Butcher just stood there like checked him out of the air. It was awesome. Yeah, he just has just like vicious looking Uranagis and stuff. Yeah. Like just like He looks like a maniac with his hair. Like, just like oh yeah, he looks big mustache. <laughs> he's looking meaner and meaner every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it was it was a fantastic match. Um mm-hmm. this really righted the ship for Pac for me. Not that he really had to write the I think people were a little dramatic, including myself. Mm-hmm. I just thought his match last week he showed a little bit of rust, but there's just like, oh, I think like people were a little down on Pac since he's been back, but no, nah, it's Pac, man. Yeah. 
Like he, oh, why are you down on Pack? He's the greatest. Give him a minute, and yeah, up. he hasn't wrestled eight months again. Yeah, and but he took a beating in this match. Mm-hmm. He really put over Butcher and Blade. Yeah, um, he looked amazing, but he made Butcher and Blade look amazing, and the fast guys made Butcher look fantastic. Like mm-hmm. they were, he was constantly catching them. And yeah, just like, like slowing them down, picking and, them yeah. up, and slamming them down. And he didn't look big and slow. He looked, he just looked big and intimidating. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I thought this was, I thought this was great. Um, I will say, I was shocked by the outcome of the match. I didn't yeah. expect Butcher and the Blade to win, but that was really Butcher awesome. Butcher and the Blade won. They won with interference. So Kingston mm-hmm. comes down and he interferes with the match, which I thought was a little weird because Pentagon was at ringside yeah. for the other team and he didn't stop it. Yeah. Which I thought was a little odd. But <laughs> Maybe they had taken him out at some point. They might have. I don't know. I didn't see it. But... I think I think Bunny was distracting everybody. Oh, okay. Okay. Because uh, afterwards, it's like, wait, how did that happen? Yeah. I think <laughs> but, Bunny was distracting yeah, everybody. Yeah, so uh, I think it was... Yeah, but Pac was. They had been beating down Pac for a while. He was he was lying on the outside, and uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix went up to the top rope, and Kingston comes down and like uh, pushes him off the him top off, rope. The, ro- off yeah. the top rope, and then they hit him with full death for the win. Mm-hmm. And then they just re- they bring Pac in, and they just repeatedly hit him, DDT him on the with the uh, DDTs on the on the chair. And Pentagon runs in. They're beating up Pentagon. They're beating up Phoenix. And then you hear, everybody dies. Yeah. And Archer's music hits. And Archer comes fucking running out of the back. Cross-body blade over the top rope. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what in the world? (laughs) And he's just taking on the family. Eventually Mm -hmm. they overpower him. But then death triangle death gets triangle back gets up back up they're fighting it but at the end archer is standing strong in the middle of the ring and it i guess it looks like we're gonna probably get a pack versus archer versus kingston match yeah Maybe? that's what it seems like yeah because archer doesn't give a shit about anybody yeah and or it's just it's... archer versus kingston maybe so they could stretch the feud out a little bit longer maybe they want the Pack versus Kingston at um, Revolution, yeah, so they can use and, Archer uh, to stretch it out. Pentagon and Phoenix will match up with Butcher and the Blade. You would assume. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a Pentagon versus Kingston match because of the best friends, best friends, yeah, thing. But um, during that scrum at the end, uh, Butcher and Archer started throwing ham hocks, and I was like, man, I want to see a match between those two guys. Yeah, there's all kinds of combinations that they can mm-hmm. do with these guys like they're and it's an odd number too so it'll be mm-hmm. it'll be interesting or maybe kingston gets a fourth person he could bunny beats up archer he could, maybe he's the bunny to beat up archer this was another four-star match which to mm-hmm. me you can kind of see that i was looking at the show as a four-star show yeah it was a really good show yeah and i liked it and i was every and pretty much everyone was wondering what are they going to do with archer because Archer mm-hmm. kept coming out on Dark and cutting promos. And yeah. he said that he had a target. So here it is. It's Kingston. And yeah. I think... Pac- so is Archer a face now? He can be. He yeah. can be a face. He can be one of those Moxley faces. Like mm-hmm. he'll That's fight, true. He'll fight anybody. He doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just doesn't care. He could be whatever you need him to be. 
Yeah, so th- I thought this was uh, this show had a lot of great, efficient, excellent promos, lots of good story work. I'm mm-hmm. really excited for next week. Um, this Winter is Coming show looks fantastic. Moxley versus Omega looks like the oh yeah, it could be the best match that AEW's ever put on TV, if not ever. And yeah, I don't. I wonder how they're going to show it because ideally it wouldn't have commercials. That's kind of out of their hands. Unless, do they start the show off with that? I Maybe. don't. Then, I don't know that. They that'd can. be nuts, though. Yeah, I don't know if you'd want to do that. But the uh, Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes versus uh, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs could go on last as well. Mm-hmm. They also have the Dynamite Diamond Battle mm-hmm. Royale. Which is That'll probably interesting. Start if you look at the guys they have in that match, yeah, um, they got a lot of people in there. They have, but there's a lot of people that have um, rivalries or feuds with other people. You have mm-hmm. Sammy's in there, but Sammy's in there also with uh, MJF and Wardlow are also in there. So yeah. there, MJF's gonna, totally winning this. There's gonna be a. I think Wardlow's gonna win it, and then uh, MJF's gonna be like, "I own you. Give me that. Give me that ring." And mm-hmm. then Chris Jericho might be like, "But no, you're in my faction. You give me that ring." And then yeah. maybe that's how this all starts. Hangman's was, in there. Sammy. Uh, John Silver's in there with uh, Reynolds. Yeah, um, Matt, Matt Hardy, Hardy private, party. private Party. Um, Seidel. Kip Sabian and Miro, and I see Orange, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. I don't see. The I don't rest see best friends though. Mm-mm. But Spears and Sky are in there. But yeah, so mm-hmm. there's lots of little story angles that they're gonna do, which I like that they they can develop feuds and or continue feuds within this match, which I'm happy. I'm looking forward to this specifically for the inner circle interactions. I think are going to be mm-hmm. fascinating, and I don't see it. Yeah, we have Paige and the Dark Order in there, yeah. so maybe they start working together in yeah in there, which would be exciting. Come down to the three or Silver and Reynolds and Paige and the three inner circle guys at the end or something like that. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, like if you want to fucking. Give someone something. Fucking let Miro win. Yeah. That'd be really cool if he won too, actually. That's who should win. Because he hasn't had like a big... I mean, I have, I've liked him so far, yeah, but he people, hasn't had like a big... Like he's been forgettable. Mm-hmm. Like, not in necessarily his ring work, but like, I just kind of forget he exists. Yeah. I don't know that he... Here's the thing. It would benefit his character, but I don't know if it would benefit the storylines happening. So it could just go any number of ways and that's exciting mm-hmm. then we have jericho versus kazarian which will just be a well worked match and i think we're going to con- continue to see inner circle as a group of absolute badasses again which i've missed yeah. Me since, too. since their run against moxley mm-hmm. where they were bl- just blinding the most badass man on the planet yeah so I'm excited for that. They're they're not doing actually within the uh, that small little promo that they did that which I did not talk about. Um, Chris Jericho said we've been doing our joke stuff for a long time. We're done doing. We're done with yeah the, with the jokey stuff. 
We're going back to being the baddest group on the planet. So I'm excited for that. That's good. And then we have Baker versus Layla Hirsch, which should be interesting. Yeah, um, that'd be good. Again, hoping Layla is signed. This could be like a top flight where they have their match and then the next day they announce it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that is the case with her. And it'll be awesome to see Baker back in a match. Um, yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be a solid match. That this looks like a, a very good card. It's only five matches, which is excellent. That leaves more room for Moxley and Omega to wrestle. Um, we're definitely going to get some promos and stuff in in here as well. But uh, yeah, I wonder how many promos they would do. Probably not too many. I hope not a lot because this is sort of a pay per view, so you don't mm-hmm. want to have too many in there. Um, but I'm sure they'll throw in some story in here. Yeah, but I yeah. Uh, We'll probably see Taz again. And in fact, no. Yeah. We'll, de- we'll definitely see Taz again. Yeah, we'll for sure see Taz again. And um, there's no one from Team Taz in the the Battle Royal either. So no, there's that's not. something else he could. That's something else he could get upset about. Yes, he could very much so. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I'm hoping we see Moxley's attacker after the match, or maybe he comes out to support Kenny. Mm-hmm. Whoever it is, if it's Kenta, that would be. F- fucking incredible oh my gosh i'd lose my mind and Mm -hmm. maybe this is one of those things that tony khan has been hinting at could be because he's maybe acquisition he doesn't mean he bought someone but they struck a deal yeah he, he does he has been saying that there are more more people that he's signed that are making or more people that are making appearances that people mm-hmm. don't know about that are big and that will shake things up so who knows yeah it'll be it has to be someone we haven't seen it has to yeah if it's not it'll be disappointing it'll be like that uh when matt hardy got attacked and we're like who who attacked yeah and it's just sammy again oh it was sammy the guy who was right there yeah okay what was even the point of this (laughs) yeah hopefully it's not just revealed that it was kenny attacked him or something and then yeah, yeah, I really hope it's Kinta. Because it's got to be someone that has some sort of connection to Kenny, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be Hangman trying to get back in Kenny's good graces or something. Yeah, my one my one absolute hope that I hope it's not, and I don't think they would do it, would be Marty Skrull. That's my one fear. Uh, I hope it's not him. I don't think they would. That'd be too much with all the allegations and stuff that yeah. came out against him. That, that, be... that, that's my one fear. Yeah, that'd be too much. That fear sprung up a little bit because mm-hmm. he is talked about a bit a bit in the Young Bucks book mm-hmm. when they're talk when they talk about the elite and I every once in a while I'm just like oh, he was so close with yeah. the whole group and he yeah, that... he would have come over with them had he not still been under contract with Ring of Honor at that time. Yeah. Which they dodged such a big bullet there because he would have come with them and it would have been a major problem. Yeah, that would have been really bad because he would have been on. Because Ring of Honor, I mean, they're a big company, but AEW is a bigger company, so that would have been yeah. a lot worse. And he, he, would, if he have would have been in a there. very prominent position. He was supposed to be mm-hmm. the uh, leader of the Dark Order. As oh, well. yeah, I remember that. Was, I that was that going was to happen. happen. That was going to happen, mm-hmm. and 
mm-hmm. when he signed with Ring of Honor, they pivoted to Brody. Well, Which they worked out better with it's Brody. It's for the best. So. It's for the best mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. All right. I think we're for good. Sure. Um, I'm really looking forward to this week. This is going to be a, it's going to be a exciting podcast next week. Oh yeah. I can't wait to watch uh, Kinney uh, versus Moxley. Oh wait, it's you know really what? Good. We do have one question. So you know what? Oh, sweet. talk, talk a little bit. And I have, okay. uh, I have a question in the, I uh, ate a bunch of food today. So I'm really sleepy still. It's been six hours since I ate. I haven't, I'm not even hungry at all. Uh, I always do this every Thanksgiving. I say, I'm going to think I'm going to take it back a little bit, but then I uh, just go too full bore into it. And now that I'm getting older too, it's even worse. I'm just like, oh man, I'm so tired. But next week, Moxley versus Omega should be really good. Hopefully they'll give them time like we were talking about. Okay, so I have our question. It is from our good friend Daniel Gamble and Shout he out to Daniel asked, Gamble. Uh, has team Taz taken the spot for top heel group in AEW where do you see them going from here and my I give a resounding fuck yeah yes yeah, they have I do too especially after Taz's promo this week like they are 100%. the top heel faction 100% yep. I see and them, I can... yeah I see them uh, really beating down Cody and Darby and potentially I see Whoever takes the belt from Darby, I see that as being Starks. Yeah, that'd be really good if it was him. And then, yeah, and then you could just have him go after, like they could keep airing their grievances and start attacking uh, whoever the champ is and the tag champs. And And this is amazing because I really saw this group sort of in a little bit of limbo and Mm -hmm. I no longer feel that way. Yeah, that's how I was too. I was just like, oh, okay, that sucks that Starks is stuck there like that. And then they add Will Hobbs and... Taz cuts an awesome promo, and it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, the last week's uh, belt shot to the head of Cody was a star-making moment for Hobbs. Mm-hmm. I think he yeah. will be he'll be huge, and he looked. Oh yeah, he, looks, he already looks like a monster he now. Looks so he looks good great in that Taz singlet. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait. Yeah, with the towel and everything. He looked really good. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. They're the top heels, top heel faction. All right. In AEW. All right. So that is it for us this week. If you want to hit us up. Um, I am Fantastico on Twitter. Uh, that's F-E-N-N-Tastico. Brad. And I am uh, not so rad Brad. Brad has two Ds on the end of it on Twitter. You can go come follow me for comic book and pro wrestling talk. Yeah, so we will see you next week. Goodbye. You guys have a good one. Bye.